What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the very first Eclectic Podcast episode. Uh, hopefully, this won't be our last or yours uh, in watching it. So, uh, I am your host, Ryan Duncan. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Evan Wheatley, Tiff King, and Margaret Wheatley. Uh, we're going to go around the table, introduce ourselves, and then talk a little bit about the things that we like and introduce you to the show. So uh, to kick us off, Evan, if you would, just introduce yourself, say anything you want to say, likes, dislikes, purpose in life, whatever you feel like. Mm, man, that's a tall order. What's up, guys? Evan Wheatley, as Ryan said, husband to Margaret Wheatley. As our description says on the website, we're just a group of friends. We uh, found common interests about gaming, watching movies and TV shows, and uh, that's just kind of what we're here to talk about. I'm a big Marvel and Star Wars fanatic and um, a communications professional, so this is right up my alley. I'm excited to be here with you guys to join the conversation. Awesome. And Tiff King, tell us whatever you want to tell us about yourself or don't want to tell us about yourself. <laughs> I am the mother of your child. Yes, this is true. true. She's very awesome. Um, I love playing the video games. I like <laughs> art and I also love Batman. All, all, all good things. Um, bonus points for, you know, having Rue as a daughter. Margaret, if you would kick us off as, with uh, something about you. Well, I'm his wife, Evan's wife. If not, you didn't catch that first. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I mentioned this to them that I like fried chicken and I like salsa. I'm not really a video gamer, though I'm getting into Animal Crossing. And Sims. And Sims. Oh, but I don't play it right now. And Overcooked. And Overcooked. We, yeah, we yes, did. Yeah, I, we, 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 I like food, but I'm a picky eater. And um, what else? What else was I going to say? There was one thing Chick else. Chick-fil-A sauce. Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah, Chick-fil-A <laughs> sauce. And no. You like taking naps. I like but taking yes, naps. Yes, nap, nap queen. Um, you love Jesus. I do love Jesus. That's a good That's a good that one. That's a good one. That's a, that's a pretty. Yeah, that's yeah a pretty there was something else, but I can't remember it. So it'll come back eventually. <laughs> the whole podcast is ran. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's just, it, it's, it's done. Shut it yeah. out. We'll yeah. Yeah. Send yeah. all the equipment back. Why do we do this? <laughs> Uh, so as it says, uh, for anybody in the uh, show notes or anybody, uh, find the website and mean uh, we really like, uh, all things, gaming, movies, music, uh, TV shows. And so we're just going to kind of talk through that, get a, let you get to know ourselves a little bit. We'll go around and introduce some of the favorite games and, and movies and experiences that we've had, uh, throughout the years, let you get to, uh, get to know us each for a little bit. So, uh, to kick us off, let's go, uh, let's go. We already Everybody's had some time to do your homework. Maybe it was five minutes. Maybe you had two days. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go uh, top three video games. Uh, tell you what, let's go, Tiff. I will let you you kick us off with top three video games. So are we listing all three at once or are we going to do one and then somebody else? Okay, go, ahead and do, go ahead and do all three and then just give a little reasoning for it. If you run too long, I'll cut you off and give someone else a turn. <laughs> that probably won't be a problem. Uh, first game would be Banjo-Kazooie. It was the first game I feel like that made me a true gamer. Um, it was the first game I played actively on my own that I saved my allowance for. Didn't really have like the friends pushing me to play. It was the first game that I wanted to play. Uh, second game would be Bioshock because that game showed me that games could be art. They could be... Moving, they could tell really, really amazing stories, and they could be really, really immersive. Um, I was completely lost in rapture and everything that was going on. And then third favorite game was Bloodborne because it kicked my <laughs> in the very best of ways. <laughs> awesome, all, all good choices. Uh, I, I would have to say that some of those rank pretty highly for me. Uh, so uh, let's go, Evan. Evan, give me your uh, your your top three. 
it's hard to pick just three. I like so many and I've played so many through the years, but Mass Effect 2, that's easily my favorite. When I started playing it, I was in early high school. And so I had not gotten into RPGs too much. Just the gameplay aspects of it, the decision making that uh, influence the story. So for those of you who don't know who haven't played Mass Effect, it's very decision-based. You make one decision, and that one decision can have consequences on lives of characters, on where the story's going to go, not only in Mass Effect 2, but also in the following game, Mass Effect 3. And so that was just, it was a very immersive aspect of the game that I really liked, and that the gameplay was just unlike anything else. Um, Liara is bae. True statement, true statement. I'll second that. I was a Talia guy. No, I'm a Margaret guy, but I was a Talia guy. Talia is is hard hard to beat. You're not wrong there. She is. She's pretty amazing. I I would say, were it not for Mass Effect 1 and and Romancing the R and Mass Effect 1, I might have leaned Talia into, but... but. And see, I didn't get in. I didn't play Mass Effect 1 until after I played Mass Effect 2. So maybe I would have... (laughs) Maybe I would have been Liara, but uh, no, it was it was all Talia. But um, the, the gameplay overall was just incredible with that. And the storyline, it was just a really unique form of storytelling. I know y'all are Fem Shep, yes, but I was, I was a male Shep guy. I, I liked them. Sorry. I liked Wrong. Them. <laughs> Wrong. For those of y'all who don't know, they have a signed Fem Shep piece of artwork. Je- by Je- yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer Hale. Hale. Uh, I shook Commander Shepard's hands. True statement. True statement. Can't I, top that. I, I was I was there. I witnessed it, so I can I can vouch for her. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna throw back for my second game, and it's gonna be Star Wars Battlefront, but not the new crappy EA one. Or I hear it's crappy. I actually haven't played it, but the original subpar. PS- subpar. 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 That's fair. But that original Battlefront game, it was the the campaign missions were really cool because you got to play different campaigns within the Star Wars universe and follow different storylines. But the most fun aspect of it was just you had 150 clone troopers versus 150 droids or the rebels versus the Empire. And it was just multiplayer, but in the Star Wars universe and playing that with my cousin on PS2 was there was just nothing like it. Big Star Wars fanatic. So it was um, it was really cool to be able to actually be in that universe and and, and play in that universe Um, so that there's some nostalgia there, but it's it's, it's in my top three. And then my third one would uh, be Skyrim. Loved the Elder Scrolls games. Um, and Skyrim just took it to another level, in my opinion, from graphics to storyline to gameplay. And I've really fallen in love with the open world RPG storyline where you can kind of just do whatever you want and be whatever you want. So many games, um, whether it's a Call of Duty campaign or even a Mass Effect especially in Mass Effect, you have some freedom in your choice and what you can do, but you're still very tied down to a storyline. Very, very linear in, the, in the, the story, overall story that they're trying to tell exactly. you. Exactly. But you know? Skyrim, if I wanted to just go be an assassin and join the Dark Brotherhood and really just focus on that, I could do that. If I just want to go hunt deer in the woods, I could do that. Or uh, for Margaret's case, if I just wanted to go be friends with deer in the woods, I could do that. And and you had the main Dragonborn storyline, but you could go branch outside of that. You yeah, could you just could not even touch that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I put over a year into that game and still just barely scratched the surface. So, question, and this is this is Tiff. You played this game as well, so I'll pull you as well. Did you or did you not keep the skeleton key? I kept it because I knew that you're supposed to keep it Why to unlock. It? Why would you give it back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the, that was that was the last uh, that was the last quest I ever completed, and that was finishing the finishing that line. So, anyways, it was just, just fun that way. So, I have a, a second question for you, Evan, because two of the games you featured lead me into um, a third game that would have been a perfect fit, but you didn't mention it. Did you play uh, Knights of the Old Republic? 
I did not. And I know okay. it was Bioware who made Mass Effect um, in the Star Wars universe, but I, that was a little before I got hit on into that's, RPG yeah. gaming. So I, I was just, I didn't, I didn't know. I was genuinely wondering because that's why I was like, if liking Mass Effect, also liking Skyrim and being a huge Star Wars fan, that would right. be a perfect fit. So it's um, definitely one I need to go back and play. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I would say, which Bioware, EA, if you're listening, a remake would be awesome. Just throwing that out there because i know we have so much weight with our whopping zero followers on social media uh no this too evan and i subscribe to our channel yes uh, and my i think my photo channel my gaming channel and my movie review channel i subscribe so yeah now we have five Bullshit. followers <laughs> we're uh, yes. we're on our way to the top guys i think i follow subscribe. us on facebook yeah going viral guys <laughs> so all right margaret i'll kick it to you uh top top three games and and reasons why or top game if you yeah, i know you're not as much it's okay. It's okay. I I grew up really liking The Sims. Uh, Sims Two is probably my favorite. I this sounds kind of crazy, but I like playing God to those Sims. Like you can create them, you can make them have babies, you can murder them. Murder them. Murder them. Um. <laughs> I I mean I would never dream of murdering somebody <laughs> in real life. But it was fun being like, oh, they're all these. You can electrocute them. You can set them on fire and you can drown them. It was fun. You can starve them. They can become like socially deprived and like the social bunny pops up. I, I we just <laughs> lost a major subscriber base yeah. before yeah. we even yeah, get it right well, off the top. It was fun. It was fun. We, we, we don't condone... No. Sims cruelty on, on this <laughs> podcast officially. <laughs> so I liked playing The Sims. Uh, I still like it, but it, it's just not. It's a very time-consuming thing for me. I get drawn deep, deep into so it. So instead, for your second favorite game that you are currently playing, what is that? Animal Crossing. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't get drawn into that at all. <laughs> yeah, we. What it took us. I was very dead set on getting like a real Switch. And all of the prices were like six hundred dollars, and so yeah. I was like, "Never mind, never mind." And so instead, uh, we got the Switch Lite. I don't play it even as much as I would like to, because mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. But most of the time in my free time, I'm trying. I, to play I oddly it. think because because we two, uh, well, the, the two of us, not him, uh, are also. I've also been playing Animal Crossing, but I have to say, in my particular case, because I had to buy the Switch Lite in order to get it, because she was on the main. So I think I've probably played more because of buying the the handheld. The well, yeah, yeah, because because I, I can't physically sit down at the TV. So it just makes just it that much easier. Take it to the just, bathroom, yeah, or the bathroom play while you're or, cooking. Or just or, while, yeah, while yeah. I'm cooking, I'll just play for a little bit, flip the flip the chicken over, go back to play for a little bit. Like it's I I've oh, yeah. I've ingrained it more into my just like easy pickup. So I think I've probably played significantly more. So uh, I guess uh, third third favorite game. Do you have a third that you would like to feature? Sudoku. Sudoku. Classic. Yes. <laughs> Can't go wrong with it. It's, Keep it it's classic. A, it's, a, it's a fantastic Smarty game. Smarty pants. Sponsor us, Sudoku. Yeah, yeah. It's, yes, Sudoku. it's a fun game. It's a fun game. <laughs> It is very much so. So I, I, I've, I've played a lot of Sudoku uh, in the days. I like anything with numbers, so that's a lot of fun for me. So I guess it's my turn. I will go my top three, and I'm actually still not sure on this list. So I'm gonna build it as I go. The one that I will definitely say, and it's an obscure one, uh, probably is Near that released uh, in 2009, 2010. Uh, it was the American or Western version of the game 
that released. And so the Japanese version, you play as a brother who's lost his sister. In the American game, you play as a, a dad who's lost his daughter. Um, but it's a it's an action action adventure semi. I would I wouldn't really say that much RPG, but it does have certain RPG elements. Um, and I really couldn't tell you any one specific thing that was like why it was so good. It was just like I've more so than almost any other game. And it's not that it was that great of a game, admittedly. I mean, it was it was fairly flawed, but like I was just so swept up in it and was just completely pulled into it. And so like, that's the main thing that you're, that you're counteracting against all while trying to, to find your daughter, the character's daughter and, and reunite with her. It, it is amazing. And just like the, the world that they did, like they have, they have riddles built into some of the quests um, and just the music, the score. It was just a really, really fantastic experience. And I, for some reason that ranks really highly with me. And I will say that was a decade before being a dad as well. And for some reason, just that story really uh, resonated with me. I'm curious, the re-release or remake of it is coming out this fall, but they are actually doing, they're bringing the Japanese version to the West that is the the brother-sister storyline. So I'm curious to play it again and see like, do I still have some of the same notes and everything like that? But I, I feel like I will because a lot of it was the characters and just pieces that were going on in the story. Um, it's called Nier? Nier, N-I-E-R. Where the, where the sequel's far and wherever you are. <laughs> wow you're not even a dad you don't have to do dad jokes that's true yeah yeah um but yeah so so that's one that i would say uh tiff took kind of two of mine because banjo kazoo and bioshock both rank pretty highly for similar reasons um so i will say for my other one uh fable is similar to um, i think you're to, just high off of the announcement on that one no no <laughs> it's not. i was i was very underwhelmed with it it looks beautiful the end that's all i got from it yeah. um, so that was like it, it don't get me wrong graphics look amazing and yes i'm excited for it it's probably eight years away it's gonna be like when they announced crackdown three for the last console generation still gonna arrive before elder Scrolls six though. it'll it'll and beyond good and evil yeah too. i'll wait you another guys 15 waiting. years on uh, that i'll one. get fable before you I guys get you. yours um <laughs> but um but no the first fable um it was kind of similar to your experience with uh with mass effect um and and somewhat even with with Bioshock is just like the, the ability to, to make decisions in games and change different. And I realized Fable wasn't the only one to do that, nor were they um, the first, but it was the, it was the first one that I played where I, I got to, to make decisions that affected the world that affected my character. Um, and it was very, very simplistic compared to where we are now with decisions in games. But, um, that was probably the first RPG where I got to choose a course, plot a course really that I enjoyed. Um, and it was just so much fun. Um, I love it anything. It has its own charm. It does. Too. It does. Yeah. The, the, very the, magical and special. It has a, a, a certain whimsicalness um, to it that I really, really enjoy. Um, and I've played through it multiple times. I like played it on the original Xbox, played the PC version with the Lost Chapters, and then played it again on 360 when it was released. Um, so huge, huge Fable fan. Looking forward to the, the next one for sure. I don't know what they do. I don't know how I feel about the fact that a company that m- used to make racing games is making it, but we'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited and, and interested, and it looks pretty. So we'll see. Um, third game, and now here's where I just have to like pull one out of the hat, and I got to think about what really has has resonated with me the most over the years. God of War, the new God of War. Um, I really enjoyed the original trilogy um, as an interesting story piece at that time. It definitely was not without its flaws uh, and other other things that happened in it. But but bringing it back, the new God of War, how they just t- took a character that was fairly one-dimensional, as much as I love Kratos, not a lot of depth to the guy. Despite having the most 
horrific and interesting backstory. Yeah. He's He was very, very simple as a character. Um, so with the way they brought it back, told this wonderful story of, of him kind of finding his humanity alongside um, trying to, to instill humanity in his son when they are both gods is, is a really, really interesting piece. And I thought Sony, um, hats off to um, Santa Monica Studios and Corey Barlog. Awesome, awesome work. Um, you guys really killed it with that because it was just such a wonderful, wonderful story. And I love to, especially um, coming off of the heels of the God of War franchise that was built on the whole like boss fights and, and big boss fights. And this one definitely didn't shy away from those, but the ending of this one to be just such a peaceful simple story transition i think for it as a game series and also for games as a whole that like hey there's a different way we can do you don't have to beat somebody's head in repeatedly to finish the game you don't have to yeah do that which which i i did enjoy that as the story pieces they were trying to tell where you actually start to to kind of hate yourself as you're pummeling zeus to a pulp um you're like why am i doing this this is horrible but i i do think we we have come so far from that and like games don't have to end in a boss fight games don't have to end in a boss fight to everyone out there like that's it's not where it has to be like you can actually tell a narrative story that ends a different way say it louder one more time for the people in the back games don't have to end in a boss fight so when you remake bioshock cut out that final boss looking at you that's 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 the one thing that that like the only knock I can give Bioshock boss fight that like that was the worst. It was just it was bad. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us on the first episode of the Eclectic Podcast. Uh, hope you enjoyed it or at least were able to struggle through it. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we're probably we're, the latter. Probably the latter. We hope you had fun checking out. Listen to us. Um, if there are more things that you would like to hear from us. Stay tuned, subscribed, and and get involved. Um, you can you can comment and everything with what you want to hear. Thank you so much. Uh, we had a really great time with this. This is just a lot of fun for us, and we do hope you come back. Yes, at some point. So for this, yeah, we're all hot. It's it's like it, it, it's incredible. Everybody is just dying over here. Thanks so much. Peace Bye. out. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for checking out the show today. We really appreciate you guys coming by. I know we had a lot of fun uh, doing it. And we love putting on this kind of stuff for us. This is a passion project for us. Um, this is something we do out of fun. Uh, so bear with us as we get all the kinks figured out, get a smooth system going, hopefully get some air in here so we're not all uh, dying. It uh, it's, a, it's definitely a process there. Uh, but we will be rolling out more episodes. We have the rest of our initial film session, which is going through our top movies and TV shows that'll be coming up here soon. So stay on the lookout for that in the coming months. We'll also be rolling out some side projects, things that we're going to be doing tiff and i are going to do some game discussions um, as well as some show discussions of what we're watching currently we're also going to look at doing some 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 reviews um, so one thing that we're going to look at putting on as a group is going back through the harry potter series uh, reading the books and then going through the shows and kind of just looking at some of the adaptation standpoints of it we're not going to go through this bad session of why the films did certain things wrong that the books did, did better Bruh. just why were changes made why did it have to happen from a budgetary standpoint film standpoint and just analyticals and adjust that and just kind of have open discussion about our thoughts on it um, we're also looking at doing um, some reviews of Sherlock series um, Evan and I have talked about doing that as a uh, standoff as well um, so there's some of the things we would like to talk about we'll also be covering some of the new gaming content that's gonna be coming out as we hit this fall stretch um, I know one of the things that Tiff and I talked about doing is uh, kind of a look forward into the next generation as Xbox Series X and PS5 get ready to launch and looking into things we're excited for about that um, not Halo since that got delayed
stay tuned for that. And if there's anything you would like to hear us talk about, um, I mean, we do this because we like talking about these things, but we also have a lot of content we really, really enjoy. So there's pretty much anything we could cover. So if there's stuff you would like to see, um, put it in the comments below, subscribe to our newsletter, um, hit us up on any of the social medias. We have contact forms everywhere we can possibly get them because we want this to be um, very involved with you, the, the fans. I mean, that's what the, we're here doing this for is to have open discussions. Uh, in the future, don't hold me to a time frame on because I don't know. Uh, we also will be getting some forum stuff set up so that we can actually join in and chat and talk with people and everything like that because I mean this is stuff that we really really enjoy and we can take that direct feedback and kind of have open conversations. We will be launching at some point probably come first of the year uh, some unique content for getting directly involved with possibly some Q&A sessions on the podcast, um, looking at some exclusive episodes, some behind the scenes footage that we'll be making available. So stay tuned for that. Keep watching. We'll have more updates. Best thing you can do for the time being is follow us on social media, subscribe to the channel. We'll be updating you with anything that we get. Like I said, bear with us. We'll get everything out as quick as we can to it. we got a lot going on. There's a lot of stuff we're working for, uh, but we hope you enjoyed it and we look forward to seeing you back.